بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على آله وصحبه أجمعين Dear brothers, السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله that he gave us the chance to continue talking about the greatest deen ever been descended to earth that deen which is really the food the medicine for the heart and the bodies poor people those who did not get into this deen see them even though they are tolerant and fat full of energy but they are unhappy why people are running all around for food for money for children for houses for cars they do this because they want happiness but unfortunately they did not get the right way to happiness happiness is not only by food or happiness is not only to satisfy the body because human being is containing two cases not one case the body and the soul most people now they want to satisfy the body thinking that this is the way to have the person or the body happy enjoying but usually they forget or they forget to satisfy the, the, the soul if the body needs the food that's natural but also the soul the heart needs food to purify ourselves we are ordered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we have been told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the winners are those people who purify themselves قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا that was in Surah Al-Shams after 11 swearings as he said subhanahu wa ta'ala بَعَدْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ وَالشَّمْسِ وَضُحَاهَا وَالْقَمَرِ إِذَا تَلَاهَا وَالنَّهَارِ إِذَا جَلَّاهَا وَالْلَيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَاهَا وَالسَّمَاءِ وَمَا بَنَاهَا وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا طَحَاهَا وَنَفْسٍ وَمَا سَوَّاهَا Eleven swears For what? قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا That's why we're trying through this dirt to help each other to find out how can we purify ourselves so it will deserve it will be good enough for Jannah those people those selves which is not purified they don't deserve to go to Jannah or at least not in the first place so they may go to Jahannam for some time to be purified and to be purified then to go to Jannah Ahl-Sunnah wal Jama'ah the people who are following the message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the way he understood it and the way that Sahaba understood it is that they believe that people in judgment day are three types Mu'mins clean ones who go to Jannah directly and Kafirs complete Kafirs they go to Jahannam directly 
who's the third? Those believers or Marvids or Muslims who are not really clean enough. They have good deeds and bad deeds. Maybe these bad deeds are great sins also. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do not or did not or do not or does not clean them, forgive them in the first place, that means they have to go to Jahannam for a certain time then they will end up to Jannah. They will never settle in Jahannam of course. But how long they will stay there? Maybe one year, maybe one million years. Nobody knows. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. So these are the three types. Now, those mu'mins, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all of with them, those who really purify themselves, clean it, make it good enough for Jannah, those are the only ones who will go to Jannah directly, insha'Allah. Maybe even among the 70,000 of mu'mins who are going to Jannah without accounting. Upon the hadith, of Akash ibn Muhsin radiallahu anhu he was sitting with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when people asked him and he said there will be 70,000 people who will go to Jannah without accounting bila hisab wala iqab so sahaba because they were the best people ever they asked who are they ya Rasulullah they want to be with them so Muhammad described these people who are really people who really depend on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, complete reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They don't look any other earth. And some other cases of course which is mentioned in the hadith of Akash ibn Muhsin. So Akash ibn Muhsin in this case said, Ya Rasulullah, pray for Allah, pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make me one of them. So he told him upon the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are one of them. Another guy came and said, Ya Rasulullah, pray for me to be one of them. Muhammad had to close the door. Otherwise, everybody will ask. There's something everybody is running for. So he said, Sabaqa kabiha ukkasha. So ukkasha already got from you, Khalat Maqsalam. Finish. Don't go on. So we always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from, from Jahannam. But actually, we are supposed to ask him the best to be with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in al-Firdaus al-A'la. Because Allah is most generous. Whatever you ask him, it will not be so much for him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is capable of taking us with Muhammad in the Firdaus al-A'la. So all of us come that. But don't be, as we said in the, before, yani some Muslims say they are always having a hope, but they don't have a fear, which is incorrect. To have, all, to have only a hope means that person will be careless. He will make all sorts of bad things, maybe politism, and he say, Allah Ghafur Rahim. No, that's not enough. The other side, the people who are always fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without hoping. These are qanitun. Those people who say, khalas, we are lost. We will be in jahannam, na'udhu billah. Why should we do this and this? وَمَنْ يَقْرَطُ مِنْ رَحْمَةِ رَبِّهِ إِلَّا الضَّالُّونَ Qunut is not allowed in Islam, plus to be always hoping is not allowed also. So we have both of them in the same time as we discussed before, to have a hope and also to have fear. So we hope because we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most generous, the most merciful subhanahu wa ta'ala. But also at the same time, we are afraid. We have fear that he subhanahu wa ta'ala may punish us and we deserve it. Nobody says, no, 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 I don't deserve to be punished. I am good in my life. I haven't done any bad thing. Not true. 
كله ابن ادم سيرة حديث محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم كلير كله هير ان اربك من افري كله ابن ادم خطاء وخير خطاءون توابوا افري هم بي نول and there is a story told by محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم that there was a man who has spent all his life worshiping Allah سبحانه وتعالى no bad sins as far as he can and when he died That of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Muhammad 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 is telling us Salaam Rabbi wa salam alayhi and he said Allah wants to account him he said Are you going to get to Jannah by your deeds or by my mercy by my, by my mercy So he said yeah, so, yeah Allah I, have, I haven't done any bad deeds So I deserve Jannah by my deeds So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the angels to scale One grace which is the sight grace With all of his deeds So the sight Grace was heavier than all of these deeds he did. All of these good deeds he did. So he, Allah Father said, take him to Jahannam. So he said, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, by your mercy, the rahmatika, Ya Allah. So he said, take him to Jahannam. So whatever we do, actually is not good enough for one grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا بِكُمْ مِن نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ Every grace on you is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your sight, your hearing, your children, your money, your food, everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who gave you this? Did you give it by your own hand? By your own smartness? What did Qarun say? Qarun was a cousin of Musa alayhi salam. And he gained a lot of money. He was so smart man. That his treasure or his money, the keys of that treasure cannot be carried by one person. The keys, not the money. So when people came to him say, giving him advice, he say, you should thank Allah for what he gave. He said, no, no. That's because of my smartness. He did not accept, the, he did not admit the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala threw him down in the earth. So every grace in us is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should thank him for everything. Even our thanking or our ibadah is also another grace. This grace also needs thanking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So our thanking, our good deeds, is another grace from Allah because we cannot do it unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the capability of doing it. So we thank Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So tonight, to continue what we have been saying, talking about, there is a good, this is a good and important heartbeat. It's a heart worshipping. It is knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Somebody will say, what do you mean by that? Knowing Allah? Is there anybody who do not know Allah? Of course. People know the name Allah. But do they know Him truly? As He told us subhanahu wa ta'ala? That's the case. Remember when we said that the knowledge that every Muslim must have is two types. It's a must. Because knowledge actually is two types. A must and good too. Yani, must is for every person of us. Must know. And good too is for some Muslims. If some Muslims know it, it's good enough. Khalas, others will not be sinful. If nobody knows it, the whole ummah will be sinful. Now, the most knowledge, which is every Muslim must know, is two things. To know Allah and to know how to worship Him. To know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to know how to worship Him. To know Allah, this is Tawheed, monophysic. To know how to worship Him, this is Fiqh. Which is taken from Hadith and, and Quran, of course. Now, the knowledge 
or knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a big case because the more we get it the more we get better and better in our life plus the more we get happy in our life plus the more we get happy in the judgment day but we have to be careful when we talk about knowledge or knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this should be done the way that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not like what other people did some people say that if you want to know Allah you go to a dark room with very limited food and water no sleeping continuous incorrect zikr hay hay hu hu and so on then there will be kashf yani there will be no shield between you and Allah so you can talk directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subhanallah al-azim this is not for Muhammad himself so that's why they say we don't need Quran we don't need Sunnah we talk to Allah directly حدثني قلبي عن ربي my heart told me about Allah directly خلاص he has a correct and a direct connection with Allah he doesn't need Quran or Sunnah نسأل الله العافية والسلام this is not the case to know Allah the way to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to know him as he subhanahu wa ta'ala told us read Quran he told you that he subhanahu wa ta'ala having names and having qualities read them you will know who he is you will know who he is subhanahu wa ta'ala هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون and so on he already gave us his name and his description easily when you read him you know he is سبحانه وتعالى الله الجبار this word only just just this one word think of it جبار he destroyed nations complete nations in one step كن فيكون one letter one word with two letters كن in English B he tells things كن فيكون directly he destroyed the people of Nuh with كن he ordered the sky to give rain he ordered the earth to get out the water the whole nation of Nuh was smashed the people of Ad, the people of Hud, and so on, all of these people, who are they? Some of them will, the, the wind, gun with the wind, strong wind took them away, some of them with the, the high sound, and so on. Subhanallah. Jabbar, capable of doing whatever he wants to do, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we should be afraid. True that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has made da'wah for us, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not smash us all, will not smash his ummah all together. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted his da'wah and he gave him this da'wah. But the last da'wah he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to have troubles among us, each other. Allah did not give Muhammad this da'wah. So that's why you see Muslims having a lot of trouble, <coughs> troubles among them, each, uh, each other. Groups, jama'at, this jama'at, this group, this group, these people, this country, this country, and they are fighting, although they are Muslims. Kafir is coming to kill them. And they are fighting each other. Yani just imagine if there two guys are, are fighting and the lion is getting into the room. They are still fighting. How stupid are they? Muslims unfortunately now they are doing the same. The Kaderin are coming to their country, they are killing them, they are taking their money, their food, their oil, their women, 
and they are still nagging to each other. Subhanallah al-Azim. They are Muslims. He did not call us any other name. But because we did not follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the correct way, we deserve what we receive. And it's good enough, this is the only punishment we are got. Otherwise, we may have worse than this punishment. We deserve more than that. Allah al-Musta'an. <coughs> so, we ask ourselves again, what results are we going to give in the case of knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So many results actually. But let's see some of them in here. First of all, you will feel His graces subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you know Allah, Al-Azim, Al-Jabbar, Al-Mutakabbir. When you know Allah, how great He is subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will feel His greatness. So you will be capable of controlling yourself not to put you in the wrong track. So many people say, Shaykh, well, I cannot control myself. Yani when I see these things or these things, when I see money, if it's haram, malish, Allah ghafur rahim and take it. When I see alcohol, I'm desperate and drink alcohol, Allah ghafur rahim and take it. And when I see women, subhanallah. Why can't he control himself? Because he forgets the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He did not glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when he remembers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is seeing him, La ilaha illallah, just imagine. When a person is a dark, in, a, in a dark room, nobody is seeing, seeing him. The door is locked. Life is off. Is he alone? No. There was a joke actually, it's, which is really, it means something. Maybe I told this before, I, I start to forget how many. However, there was a teacher here in Riyadh, he told his students to bring uh, killed chicken. And he said, bring, buy an alive chicken, kill it at home and bring it to me. But he gave a condition. He said, kill it in a place nobody sees you. Kill this chicken, buy it alive, buy it from the market alive, take it home, kill it in some place nobody sees you, then come back tomorrow to me with the chicken. So all the children in that class brought killed chicken, except one. He brought a live chicken. So the teacher said, why? Why did you bring a, a, I told you to bring me a killed chicken. He said, I tried to do what he told me to do, to kill this chicken in somewhere nobody sees me, but I cannot find. I cannot find a place where to kill a chicken nobody sees me. Allah sees me everywhere. Ah. He said, you are the one. You are the one. This child really having a fantastic belief and iman of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knows Allah sees him everywhere. Just imagine if we have really strong faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we know that he knows us and he sees us everywhere and he knows us everywhere, subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we will not. We will not make him angry, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can we hide from him? Anywhere? Any place? Any time? We can. Then he's seeing us, he's hearing us, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we remember this, we will have the greatness of Allah in our hearts. Then we will be capable of controlling ourselves. Especially al-nafs al-ammara to bisuq. We can control it with this case. The second result is to enjoy the worshipping. What do you mean by enjoying the worship? Enjoying fasting? Enjoying salah? Yes! Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in his hadith, حُبَّ إِلَيَّ مِن دُنْيَاكُمُ الطِّيبُ وَالنِّسَاءُ وَجُعِلَتْ قُرَّةُ عَيْنِي فِي الصَّلَاةِ The most 
enjoying, think that he is doing is to pray. Allahu Akbar. Prayer now, lots of people, they just want to get rid of the prayer. And he comes to the message, Allah, Jaldi, Jaldi, let's go. We want to go home, Mashiach, Allah, make salah, let's go. Maybe he didn't have no time even to say, Tadullah, Tadullah, and go. As soon as he goes, Salaam alaykum wa rahmatullah, the second salam is already in the, at the door. Why? He feels that he is in the jail. Why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our beloved leader, he enjoys worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He enjoys salah. One night our mother Aisha told us that it was her night that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would sleep with her in her room. And he said, please, leave me alone tonight. I want to pray. The youngest, the most beautiful wife for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he is leaving her alone. Why? To pray. And he stands to pray until his feet was bleeding. Why? Was he hurting himself, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, like these Buddhists do? No, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was enjoying salah. وَجُعِلَتْ قُرَّةُ عَيْنِ فَالصَّلَةِ He enjoys salah, he feels that he is enjoying. We enjoy eating, we enjoy playing around, we enjoy giggling, talking about people. Yes, we do. But we do not enjoy salah, unfortunately. So the one who knows Allah truly will enjoy the worshipping. He will enjoy fasting, feeling that he is hungry, he is thirsty, he will enjoy it. Because he knows that Allah will reward him for that. He knows that he is doing this for the grace, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will enjoy going for Hajj, although we are tired and maybe we are sick and walking a lot and troubles and traffic jams and so on. Yes, still we enjoy it. Why? Because we are worshipping the greatest, subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know that he's seeing you, you are tired, you are hungry, you are thirsty, he's seeing you, he knows about you. So you enjoy, you enjoy that he knows about you. That's enjoyment. And, and put this example for every ibadah we are doing, every worshipping we are doing. <coughs> Knowing Allah that he is the merciful, the most merciful. Knowing that Allah Ta'ala gave us all of these graces we have, will make us love him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the third one in here. Of course, as we said before, if someone comes to you and says, listen, you are my good friend, you are my, one of my best friends, take one million real in your account. Allah, mashallah, wallah, I love this guy. One million, one time? Wallah, I maybe work all my life and get one million. And he, in one step, one paper, he gave me a check of one million real. Wallah, I love him all my life. Who gave you everything in you? Your sight. Do you sell your sight for one million real? I'll take you to your eyes and to, to one million real. Nobody will sell his eyes. Your ear, your hearing, your tongue, your body, your kidneys, your lungs, your heart, your feet. All of these and more and more graces, all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How do not how, how, how can we really do not trust this great subhanahu wa ta'ala, this ilah? Are we paying back to him anything for these graces? No, Allah. Not at all. As I told you before, including our ibadah, our worshipping to him subhanahu wa ta'ala, is another grace of him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just imagine. Look around you. You, tell, you find some Muslims who do not pray at all. Some Muslims who do not fast Ramadan. Some Muslims who are falling in drugs and alcohol. 
you are chosen by Allah to be helped to come to Salah with Muslims. Isn't this another grace? Isn't this another big grace for you? Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah that Allah gave me the capability of coming to the masjid and praying with Muslims. Alhamdulillah, this is a big grace. وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًّا فَهَدَى Hidayah here is a big grace. Muhammad sallallahu is told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you were not in the right track and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you hidayah. So when he told him in the end of the surah, وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ Tell about the grace of Allah in you. Alhamdulillah. Allahumma rabbaka alhamdulillah. Just gathering in this masjid and talking about La ilaha illallah, about Muhammad Rasulullah, about the deen of Islam, is another grace we should thank Allah for. And we love Him for that. We should love Him subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. Because there are a lot of people who have everything except Hidayah. What did they gain? What did they gain if they have everything except Hidayah? They have money, they have women, drugs, everything. But they have nothing. Yusuf Islam, or Cat Stevens, before he accepted Islam, was a famous singer in Britain. He was wealthy, very wealthy. He had everything he wanted, women, drugs, food, everything he wants. Everything he wanted he had. But he did not find the happiness. He was going to kill himself one day. He was trying to suicide. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the chance to know Islam. And when he knew Islam and he became Muslim, he vowed the heavens and he left all of these. Lots of the companies, recording companies came to him and they will give you much, this much of money just for one record. One song he refused. That was in the beginning of course, I don't know about the late of that. can't remember of this. However, uh, Yusuf Islam unfortunately said one single sentence which is really hurting us and we deserve it. He said, Alhamdulillah that I knew Islam, I knew Islam before I knew Muslims. That's really a hard sentence on us and we deserve it. Because we Muslims, unfortunately, majority of Muslims are destroying the image of Islam. We are destroying the image of Islam. Because we are not taking Islam as a true deen that is really controlling our life. Lots of Muslims, unfortunately, take Islam just something they call it. You know, I'm a Muslim, Muhammad, Abdullah, Ahmed, Ali, and so on. That's it. But does, it, does he practice it? Is it really a, 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 a deen that controls all of his life, financial side, or in the social side, or in the political side? No. That's why I said a few days ago in one of the masjids in my area there, I said this ummah does not deserve to be, or to have the victory now against the Kafirin. It does not deserve it. Because if, if this ummah gets the victory against the Kafirin, they will destroy Islam again. What we are receiving now, we deserve it actually. We are getting kill, killed on everywhere in this world. Everywhere, almost everywhere. But these actually are punished. Allah is punishing us because we deserve it. What can we do? 
if Muslims are doing this, what can we do? It is we really have to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We are no better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was hurt in every time. He was called, he was called bad names. He was hit with rocks. Dirt was put on his back sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why? Although before he was the best among the Qurayshis. Why? Why it was changed this way? Because to follow this deen, we have to pay. We have to pay for our happiness in this dunya and the judgment day. Happiness is not free in here. Nothing is free in this life. Including happiness which is in our life and the judgment day. أَمْ حَسِبْتُمْ أَنْ تَدْخُلُوا الْجَنَّةَ وَلَمَّا يَأْتِكُمْ مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ خَلَوْا مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ مَسَّتْهُمُ الْبَأْسَاءُ وَالضَّرَّاءُ وَزُلْزِلُوا حَتَّى يَقُولَ الرَّسُولُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ مَتَى نَصْرُ اللَّهِ سبحان الله Even the messengers were hurt Because Jannah is not cheap أَلَا إِنَّ سَلْعَةَ اللَّهِ غَالِهَا أَلَا إِنَّ سَلْعَةَ اللَّهِ الْجَنَّةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not be satisfied with people who just are so lazy when it comes to deen and they are so active when it comes to dunya. Check around. See the Muslims unfortunately they are so active when it comes to money and food and enjoyment. But they are so lazy when it comes to deen. Not everybody of course. But I'm saying I'm talking about majority. That's why we do not deserve victory. Otherwise Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba and the people that came after them they were really ruling the whole world within 92 years only of hijrah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Adhan was heard in Spain which is Andalus and also in the same time was heard in Kabul which is in Afghanistan and beyond that less than one century and the Islam changed the surface of earth Earth which is known at the time, there was no America at the time of course. So, why did they discover new bombs, new missiles, new weapons? No, it was La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, that they invaded the whole world with. So we really need to go back, to come back to Islam, really, by ourselves, then we can go and call the others. We cannot give the others things that we do not have. If we don't have true Islam, we cannot go to the people who come to Islam, because the first thing they will look at us. How can we say Islam is good and we are not practicing it? I told you about this Pakistani Da'iya, mashallah, he was in Hyde Park, he was giving a fantastic speech about Islam, and everybody is, uh, mashallah, huh? Then one drunk guy in the end of the crowd, he said, excuse me, all you have said about Islam is fantastic, but where are the Muslims? Where are the Muslims? Where are the Arabs who are the original Muslims, the starting Muslims? The Arabs, where are they? Do you, want to show, do you want me to show you where they are? They are in the gambling places. They are in the dirty places with the dirty women. If this is your Islam, we don't want it. So we are the people who are destroying Islam, not the Catholics. So first of all, we need to clarify and, and make ourselves good enough for this deed. Then we can go and call the others. And remember, this is the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What was the job of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? What was his mission? To save the ummah from hellfire, to call people to Islam, to suffer what he received for that. Al-Islam mima hasiba al-nasu an yusraku an yaquru amanna wa hum la yuftanun wa laqad fatanna al-ladheena min qablihim 
So those people who want to say that they are true Muslims and they want to call for Islam, they have to put themselves ready for that. And that's part of purifying ourselves. Number four. Two of the results of knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the person will fear him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then run to him. Fear him of course, because he knows how strong he is subhanahu wa ta'ala. That he is the greatest, the, the most strong subhanahu wa ta'ala person that he can really do whatever he wants to do. Right. Then he will run. Not from him, but to him. فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ Everything you are afraid of, you run away from. Except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are afraid of him, you run to him. He said, فَفِرُّوا Not مِنَ اللَّهِ But إِلَى اللَّهِ How is that? Because you have no other way to run away. He is the one controlling effort subhanahu wa ta'ala if you are running from him you are away to him to whom you run you run from him to him subhanahu wa ta'ala فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ so when we are afraid of Allah we know that he is going to punish us for any reason we come back to him and say ya Allah please ارحمنا يا رحمن you are going to go if you are afraid of some person on this earth you will go to another one to, to, to save you or to protect you but Allah no way you run from him to him Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fifth is to live and die for him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ When you know Allah, the true, the true, true knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the person who does this will live only for Allah. And also will die only for Allah. He will live just to satisfy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he will die to satisfy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in the salati, wa nusuki, wa mahyaya, all my life, wa mamati, even my death is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lillahi rabbil alam. That's what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did. He lived for Allah. He did not live to eat and drink and enjoy. He was ruling a big country, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, especially in the end of his life, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Bakr and Umar and the others. But they actually did not live to enjoy. They lived to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا يَعْبُدُونَ Not to eat and sleep. Those who are created for eating and sleeping and enjoying are animals. Not human beings. Have you seen any animal who is responsible for calling people for Islam? Animals are animals. They live, they eat, they die. That's it. Human beings, وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمَ So Allah make us, He gave us karama. That we are supposed to carry this deen to call people to save them from hellfire. And that's why we say always that when you talk about jihad, don't be defensive. Be offensive. When you talk to jihad about the others and they are saying, oh, Islam is jihad, you are killing people. No, we are not killing people. We are trying to save people from hellfire, but we are moving these barriers who are stopping Islam from spread. Those bad controllers, those bad rulers, we move them away, then we will give people the freedom. 
لا اكراه في الدين. لا ويريد ذا كيس اوف جهاد ان تايم اوف محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ان ذا تايم اوف الصحابه ان سو اون يو ويل فايند اوت ذات ذيس بيبل وين ذي انفيد ذي كونتري ذي جاست موف ذي باريرز ذوز رولرز هو ار ستوبينج اسلام فروم سبريد ذن ذي جيف اسلام تو بيبل ان نوبدي از فورس في سيريا ناو هو سيريا اند لبنان اند فلسطين اند جوردن اند ايجيبت اند ذا اذر كونتريز العراق اند سو اون ذي ستيل هاف كريستيان اند جو What is we force them to become Muslims? Because Allah told us لا إكراه في الدين. No force. But when we move the barriers and we give the people the freedom to accept Islam or not, that's what we call it jihad. Jihad is not to kill the others and take their money and their women. Jihad is to save people from what they are facing, troubles they are facing, the unhappy life they are facing, and the unhappy life which is in the judgment day also. So we're trying to save them. That's our duty. We are living not to eat and sleep. We are living to save people, save ourselves in the first place. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu quwa anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. Save yourselves and your children and your family from hellfire. How do we save it? By, by forcing this self to be clean and purified. To be only for Allah, to live only for Allah, to die only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number six. When the person knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala truly, then he will have, or he will have the eagerness to go to Allah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As our mother Aisha radiallahu anha told us, which is narrated in Bukhari, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, while he was dying, he was saying, Bal al-Rafiq al-A'la, Bal al-Rafiq al-A'la. What was the story? The story that when he died, before he died, when he was alive, when he was no sickness, he was fully okay. Jibreel came to him and he said, Ya Rasulullah, Inna Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you a chance or a choice to live all the life until the judgment day, until the last day of this earth, then you go to Jannah. Or you die and you go, go, and go to Jannah. What did he choose? He chose to die. Because he had the eagerness to, to go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do we have the eagerness? No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Nobody wants to die now. I don't want to die, as they say in the, in the West. Why he doesn't want to die? Because he wants to enjoy the life. And he is actually hurting himself more and more. We're not telling people, we are not telling here, we're not saying to people, go and kill yourself. So you are eager to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No, we're not saying this. We're saying have the eagerness in your heart that you want to go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Exactly that Bilal radiallahu anhu arbaah, Bilal al-Barabah. He was dying. So his wife said, oh, what a tragedy. Wa musibata. He said, no, no, no. Don't say that. Bal quuli wa farhatah wa tahabins. Ghadan nalqal ahibbah muhammadan wa tahbah. Allahu Akbar. He is sure 100% that tomorrow he will meet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What kind of eagerness is this? He's so eager to go and meet Allah and meet Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He doesn't want this life. He's only living because Allah told him to live, to do some job in this life and go, ma'as-salama. Not to just have money and, and women and so on. He is living only for one goal. It's just by worshipping him and calling people to Islam. That is the life. 
that the eagerness, the feeling that you, the Muslim want to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, want to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is another grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when true Muslims be in Jannah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them the chance to see him subhanahu wa ta'ala. لهم ما يشاءون فيها that's about Jannah. لهم ما يشاءون فيها ولدينا مزيد مزيد الهيرة طبري وابن كثير عندي أغرب المفسرين they said it is seeing Allah in Jannah. So we have the eagerness. We, have, we, are so, we should be so eager to go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not by suicide, not by any other way, but except by having the eagerness in life until the death comes. When this comes, we are so happy to go out of this earth, of this life, hurting life. Whatever we have, food, money, everything, still we are hurting in, the, hurting in this life. We are unhappy in this life. We are only happy with the satisfaction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we want to see him subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to meet him subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to go to his Jannah. We go and meet his Muhammad, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his brothers of Nabiyeen and meet Sahaba, Abu Bakr wa Umar wa Uthman wa Ali and the other Sahaba. Aren't we eager to do this? Aren't we eager to go and see these people? Those beloved people? So we have to work for it. Run for it in this life. Leave our desires. For one desire which is to satisfy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. More and more. And a lot more. We cannot really talk all about these things here, all of these things, because there are a lot of things, a lot of results of knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <coughs> Comes the question, how? How to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? After we see how the results of knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the question comes and says, How can I know Allah truly? By two ways. By his signs. Ayat. Al ayat. Quran, Sunnah. And Quran and Sunnah is enough for every true Muslim. When he recites Quran, he will know that who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will know through his names and qualities. He will know when he reads the news Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us about himself. It's enough for us to know that he is the greatest subhanahu wa ta'ala. He told us that he has a face. We believe it. He told us that he has hands. We believe it. He told us his name is Al-Alim, Al-Qadir, Al-Rahman, Al-Rahim. We believe it. He already described himself to us. So we need to go for others. Also Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam described his Rabb subhanahu wa ta'ala to us upon the wahi also. That's good enough, good enough for us. <coughs> also, you can know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his sharia. Legislation. When you see this sharia, which is really the best law ever been in this earth, all human beings have been trying all their lives to have their own or their best law. But every day or every other day they are changing this law. Today they make this haram, tomorrow they make it halal. Just because in the parliament, 51% percentage of the parliament say, no, no, we want alcohol to be halal because we need for tourism. That's happening in one Muslim Arabian country. While this Sharia of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sharia of Allah Taala, Quran and Sunnah, giving us the best ever thing that could happen to us, that really this Sharia which is made by the one who created us, the human beings, and he knows what's the best for us. When he made alcohol, it's haram for us, although there is some good about it, whether in business or in drinking it, and to enjoy. But Allah told us it's haram. Zina, it's haram for us. Why? It's enjoyable for the man and the woman. 
Why is it haram? It is haram because Allah knows, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the best. He knows that it's going to be hurting us and bad for us. And look at the kafirin in the West and the East. How are they going, how are they living with zina? Do you think that zina and the West, as an example, made them stop thinking of other things? No. They have more raging. Why? If zina is halal, free, you don't have to pay money. In the West, they don't have to pay money for zina. A girl will come to the, the man and say, ask him for this. Still they are, they are having raping. Then they make also homosexuality. Why? Because human being will not end when it comes when he leaves himself to go like animals. He will be worse than animals. They are worse than animals. Kafirin are worse than animals. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this legislation, this sharia. That's telling us, do this, then do this, which is the best for us. So this is another sign to say, if this sharia is made by Allah, He is the most wise. And Hakim subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He made this for us, because He knows the best about us. So sharia is another sign for us to know Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, you will know Allah by looking to what he has created subhanahu wa ta'ala stars stars plants so on these stars do you know they discovered now that this universe is يعني, unbelievable in large they are talking about the light years light years يعني, the light from one point to one point, how long, how long it takes? We are talking about years of light moving. Because this universe cannot be really measured by kilometers or miles. Just ask yourself, compare yourself to Earth, your body to the Earth. Nothing, almost, right? Compare Earth to the solar system. Almost nothing. Compare, compare solar system to our galaxy. Milky Way, almost nothing. Compare our Milky Way to the whole universe, almost nothing. So we are almost nothing and almost nothing and almost nothing. Who is controlling all of this universe? Inna Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How great he is subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you know him through his creations. We talked, when we talked about the Jibreel hadith long time ago, we said that Allah created the angels. And these angels cannot be counted. Upon the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is in Al-Bukhari, he told us that he went in the Mi'raj and he saw Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur. And Jibreel told him that in Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur, 70,000 angels get into this Bayt Al-Ma'mur every day and they leave it and never come back to it. 70,000 daily. From the time Allah created Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur, which is I don't know when. Maybe before earth even. Millions of years, not millions of days. How many angels? In reality now, we know upon the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Book and the Hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that each one of us have two angels with him. مَا يَلَفِهُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَفِيهِ رَقِيبٌ عَتِيبٌ So two angels with each of one of us. We are here now, we say that in this universe we are six billion, maybe. So there are twelve billion angels only for us, same with us. To write down our... Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us that the sky the heavens are making, making a voice because the heaviness which is on top of it. Because no place of four fingers is free 
unless there is an angel putting his forehead into it, making salute to Allah. So it's making a voice. When you push something very heavy, you see his voice. A sound. Or, uh, the heavens are making the sound because of the heavy of the angels. How many angels are there? How many animals in the sea, in the ocean? What kind of animals? Unbelievable. Go and read about that. Go and see the bones and other things. You, you, you'll be amazed. Who made all of these? Who is controlling them? La ilaha illallah. So when you know that he is capable of all of these, subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you will know that he is the greatest. Last thing. If his creation, these germs are viruses. One virus, as an example, the virus of AIDS cannot be seen by the eye unless it is magnified 300,000 times. This virus is destroying the life of the Kaburim, especially the homosexuality, the low peace people. People who are making the low people bad things. A man coming uh, to a man. People of drugs, because he moves with drugs, with the injections. Allah has destroyed these, these, these people with the AIDS. They couldn't find a solution for it. They tried all of this until now they cannot find a solution. This virus which cannot be seen unless it's magnified and enlarged 300 times, 300,000 times, and it still is destroying the human beings. Who created this HTVL or CLV? Who created it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And more and more sicknesses and viruses all made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who is creating everything and he is controlling and sustaining everything. That is giving us clear sign about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we know him with this greatness, we have to enjoy our life by worshipping him and obeying him subhanahu wa ta'ala and forgetting about the other human beings. Who will hurt you if Allah does not want? Who? Bush? Obama? Blair? Others? Nobody can hurt you unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows them. No one can hurt you except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows If he allows these people to hurt you for some wisdom because maybe you deserve it or maybe Allah wants to raise your place in Jannah more. إِنَّ اللَّهَ إِذَا أَحَبَّ عَبْدًا when Allah loves the person, He gives him some hard time. Why? Why? To raise his place in Jannah. To raise the level in Jannah, Allahu Akbar. So put in mind that whatever you receive in your life is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will love him, you will enjoy living the life worshipping him subhanahu wa ta'ala. I hope I have given you a good, at least some good explanation of what I want to say and I am happy to hear your questions. Any questions? I should be closed now. I'm, I'm listening to your questions if you have any. Salam alaikum. This brother is asking about the hadith that Muhammad Sallam is eager to see his brothers. So Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, aren't we your brothers? So he said, No, you are my companions or Sahaba. My brothers are those people who have believed on me and Allah and I did not see them. Not yet. They are not yet coming. Let's say that we hope that we are part of them. He is eager to see us. Aren't we eager to see him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Aren't we eager to meet him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? But eagerness here is not enough unless we do something for that. 
تسيا رسول الله راسي يا حبيبي يا رسول الله بس جست هو نتنف لو سبيبه الله في محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم شدفرهم قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحبكم الله بس في الله في محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشدوا بيهم وشدفرهم سويميتهم إن شاء الله عندي حوض and we drink the water of his house صلى الله عليه وسلم جزاك الله خير I can't remember, but what I heard that when Allah Ta'ala said in Surah Al-Fatih, فَاعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَاسْتَغْفِرِ لِذَنْبِكَ And the other ayah, Muhammad Rasulullah, وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ So these are two separate ayahs, but together no. Actually, if you allow me, Muslims are having some sensitive يعني feeling about this. When you say, لا إله إلا الله, جاء لجنب when you say, Muhammad Rasulullah. When you say لا إله إلا الله You are talking about the first part of the first pillar of Islam And which is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam For 10 years in his beginning of his da'wah Was talking only about this قولوا لا إله إلا الله تفليحه He didn't say قولوا لا إله إلا الله محمد الرسول تفليحه So don't be sensitive in this case It's clear to us that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Spent 10 years of his da'wah when he was 40 years old until he was 50 years old, he was coming only for one word. He did not call for Salah, Son, Hajj, Zakah, or anything else, except for La ilaha illallah. Because La ilaha illallah is containing the whole deed. The person who believes that La ilaha illallah, he will believe that Allah sent a messenger called Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's important. I'm just asking this for one of the scholars on Dr. Yassari and Jesus. Okay, as we said before, first of all, they did not come in one ayah. They came separately. Second thing, Ali is Waliullah. It's true. Ali is Waliullah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, Abu Bakr Waliullah. And Umar Waliullah, radiallahu anhu. Uthman waliyullah Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman are better than Ali That's known among Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah But these Shia actually They're having a trouble in this fight They're having a trouble because they are not only saying that Ali is better No, they are worse than that They're saying Quran is cheap They're saying Aisha is A'udhu Billah A'udhu Billah They're saying so many bad things that you won't believe They call instead of Allah They call they fall into polytheism and so on so it's not the case that they are trying to, to drive us to the case that is Ali better or not. Ali ibn Abi Talib is one of the best Sahaba, of course, yes. He's the fourth one after Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman. But it's not the case in here. Our, our, our conflict with Shia is not in this case. I'm not Yes. But if I uttered this word, am I wrong? I'm not talking about لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله أنا لا إله إلا 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 الله أنا ل
we have a rule to say that any good deed cannot be accepted by Allah will not be accepted by Allah unless with two conditions only for Allah only the way of Rasulullah okay let's assume that the person is saying this three senses all together he is doing this only for Allah he is sincere fine fine طيب is he doing it the way of Rasulullah did Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say in any hadith la ilaha illallah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never Yes, yes, there is hadith of Uthman, there is hadith, the other hadith, you know, mentioned so many hadith say that Man qala ya Allah, mashayda la Allah wani Rasulullah So this is that hadith of Uthman The other hadith, they are combining some hadith, yes But not Ali wali Allah, this is another hadith that exists from Shia Actually, uh, the case of jihad started in the beginning that the Muslims were, and I'm going to give you the, uh, the gradual or the sequence of farizat uh, of jihad. In the beginning, Muslims were not allowed to make jihad. Then they were allowed to make jihad against the people who are fighting them. Then they were allowed to fight the people who are around them. Then they are allowed to fight everybody. The case of jizya is only for the Christian, the Jew, and some scholars say also for the Magnet, the Jews. Only. But for Mushrikeen, for this, no. We cannot accept Judea from them. Accept Islam or fight. But, as I said before, we are not supposed to talk about jihad now. Except if we make it as the word jihad, jihad, which is jihad ourselves. Because actually we, are, we don't deserve victory. If we make jihad now, we are not going to get victory. Although, mashallah, brothers in Taliban in Afghanistan, or brothers in Iraq who are fighting the Kafirin in there, or brothers in Shishan, brothers in Kashmir, brothers in Philippines, are making, inshallah, good jihad. Inshallah, we make dua for them. We always make dua for them. Allah Muslim Mujahideen. But we are saying now that among the other Muslims who cannot go to jihad, they have to do uh, yani another jihad, which is to make jihad against themselves. We need to make jihad against ourselves, because ourselves now is not good for jihad. We are not ready, ready for victory. If we have victory now, we will lose it. Yani just imagine, if Muslims now get victory and control the world, what are they going to spread among the world? They will spread Islam, or they will spread the, the, dance, the Arabic dancing, which is belly button dancing. Astaghfirullah That's what is true. We need first of all to clarify our Muslims' lives, to make it exactly the way that Muhammad Sallallahu told us, then it is easy for us to make jihad against the others. Subhanallah, yani, when you put it this way, most of these countries which is already taken by the first Muslims, Sahaba and the others, it was so easy for them. It's pretty, uh, pretty easy battles, then khalas, everybody is happy. Some of these cities they gave without battles. Why? Without fighting. Why? Because when they saw Islam, how nice is this deal, they accepted. In fact, the area of Indonesia and Malaysia and, and Philippines and the other places, no fighting was there. No jihad at all. It's only these traders, good traders, good Muslim traders who came to this land and they called for Islam while they are making trading. 
So people accepted Islam. So what we need actually now is to make ourselves in the right track, first of all. Stick it to it. Make it purified in the way of Muhammad and believe me, a lot of people accept Islam. But we do not say no jihad. Astaghfirullah. No jihad is there and must be there. Al-jihad ma'adhin ila yawm al-qiyamah. Jihad from the time of Muhammad up to the end when the judgment day comes. Jihad will be there. But not every Muslim will make jihad. فَلَوْلَا نَفَرَ مِنْ كُلِّ فِرْقَةٍ مِنْهُمْ طَائِفَةٍ So, Mujahideen should be part of the Ummah and the others should learn and teach people Islam. Not everybody will go for jihad. As you say that nobody will go be a scholar of Islam. So, those Muslims who are good for jihad, whether they are engineers or so on, and they are good for jihad, they should go for jihad. Those Muslims who are good for da'wah, they should make da'wah. And part of the Ummah. Now, Ummah of Islam is 1.5 billion. Yani enough for us 1 million Mujahid. And they will change the whole world. What's the percentage of 1 million of 1.5 billion? Less than 1%. One, 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 one percent. We cannot find it. Although those Afghanis, in the beginning when they fought, when they had the fight with the Russians, you remember that? They were fighting with sticks. Only sticks. No weapons. They were ignorant people, good Muslims, yes, but they didn't have no knowledge, no technology. And they had a fight with the strongest army in that time, four million soldiers of the Russians, of the USSR. Within a few years, Alhamdulillah, he destroyed that USSR. Who did? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All we need is to be true with Allah. All we need is to be purifying ourselves for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us the victory. Did you think that Sahaba, you think that sahaba and the people who came after Sahaba were truly strong enough to fight the Persian Empire and at the same time the Byzantine Empire? No way. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the victory because they had a victory on themselves first. We did not have the victory on ourselves first. So first of all, we have to have our victory on ourselves. Then we go and fight the Catherine and we'll have the victory in them, inshallah. رجعنا من الجهاد الأكبر من الجهاد أكبر الجهاد الأكبر ضعيف نعم هذا is asking about this hadith which is uh, mentioned in some books saying that Muhammad came from one of the battles <coughs> and said we came back from the small jihad to the highest jihad to fight to make jihad against ourselves this is a weak hadith this is a weak hadith because jihad Akbar is to fight the kafirin but actually still jihad is the word jihad in Arabic is a really big word. Jihad in nafs, jihad. And jihad comes from the effort you are doing. So, person is making effort, this is jihad. Jihad in dunya, jihad in food, jihad even يعني, fighting is, uh, or boxing a person, this is jihad. But it is in the, in the linguistic side. But when you say jihad in sharia, that means to fight the kafirin. There is a hadith Al-Dunya Sujun Al-Mu'min Wa Jannat Al-Kafir Hadith this means is that the dunya is a prison for a mu'min And it is a paradise for a kafir For the kafir So 
people will be saying, how is that? How come a moment this is a prison for him and Kafir is having a paradise in dunya? Yes. Hear the story of Ash-Shafi'i rahimahullah who gave us the, good, the best answer. The story was that Ash-Shafi'i was one of the worthiest people in Egypt. Although he was the best scholar of course that time. And he had so many serpents and uh, camels and uh, horses. While he was walking in Cairo, Cairo at that time, of course, not that time. Walking that with his people, he met a, a garbage collector, a Jew garbage collector. Yani the worst position you ever think of. So he says, Ya Imam, please wait. Didn't your messenger say that this dunya is a prison for a mu'min and paradise for a kafir? How is this? You are a mu'min, as you say, and you see what you have. And he is a kafir, and you know himself, and see what I have. Where is paradise in here? Where is your prison? He said, fine. Wait a second. Dunya for me, if I am a mu'min, is a prison comparing for what is waiting for me in Jannah. And dunya for you, comparing to Jahannam, is a paradise for you. Your dunya now, although you are in the worst position, it is a paradise for you. Because when you go to Jahannam, you will see how you are going to suffer. You get the point? Uh, by the way, I'm oh, sorry. While we are having the questions, if anybody wants to leave, nobody is forced to stay. If it's rolling for you, I don't want to keep you much. If you want to hear the questions and that, you are most welcome. But you are free to go. Okay, this sentence is used by the Kafirin to destroy the image of Islam. Saying that Islam yani, was spread by sword because it is not going to be accepted if it just was a, only a da'wah. It's correct and incorrect in the same time. Why? It is not spread by sword. Yani, does, people did not take Islam because of the strength of the uh, yani, uh, military of Islam at that time. People did not accept Islam because it was, they were forced by sword to accept Islam. But in the same time, Islam also spread by sword because jihad is part of Islam. Now, you can answer them easily by asking them what about these Christians and Jews in the Arabian and Muslim countries? In Egypt, as we said, in Lebanon, and uh, Syria, Jordan, uh, Sudan, and uh, Iraq. How come these Christians are not forced to become Muslims? Also Jews. They are still there. Why are they not forced to be Muslims? Because Islam is not a force. Islam is using the sword to move the barriers. The barriers who are stopping Islam from spread. Yani as an example, if we have the chance, insha'Allah, to invade the United States for jihad, insha'Allah, we are not going to kill the, all the Americans. We are going to move Obama and the other bad people and use the mass media of the United States to spread Islam. That's all. And everybody wants to stay in Christianity, no problem, we'll take Jesus from him, that's all. It's no ghost. Somebody say, what kind of a dream is this? It's a dream. And we still have dreams, inshallah, to invade all this world. Not because we want to take their money and their women, but we want to save them from fire. We are mercy with them, Yaqi. Wallah, we are trying to give them the habits of life and habits of Jannah. Although they don't want, they don't want it, we want to, as Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi said, that and he is some, and some people of this Ummah will be dragged to Jannah by chains. This philosophy, they are dragged to Jannah. Subhanallah, just think of it. 
Yani we are going there fighting these people, we are losing our souls, we are losing our blood, for what? For what happens? Did you find the better and merciful people than us? But nobody understands that. Including Muslims. Including Muslims, they don't understand that. Otherwise they will work for us. Jihad here, their brothers, is not to kill people and eat, take their money. Jihad is to save these people from hellfire, to help them out, move these barriers. The mass media in the United States is an example. When I was there, they have destroyed the image of Islam by every means because the Jew and the Christians, both of them are hating Islam. They hate us, and we hate them. They are really destroying the image of Islam by their Hollywood films, by their programs, by everything. Now, if we take this mass media, control it, spread Islam among it, call people to see the truth. No force, no force, like Rahabuddin. See, this is Islam. Wallahi, wallahi, most of these people accept Islam. And I gave you so many examples. One of them is happening to one of my relatives. One of my relatives went to the United States. She's a lady, married lady. She said when I first went to the, one of these compound or apartment manager, she was a lady also, to rent an apartment. So while we are trying to sign the contract, she said, how are you going to pay the um, uh, rent? You, uh, you, are going, you are one month and your husband is one month or half and half. She said, what do you mean by that? She said, this is the way. She said, no, my husband will pay all the money. So she was alone. What kind of... Why is this? Later on, later on, months later on, this lady, old lady, or the, the, the manager, manager of this compound, starts to visit this girl, this married lady. To ask her, what's going on? What's this? Why aren't you working? So she explained to her that in Islam, the woman is saved. The woman is a jewel. When she is born, she is the daughter. She has rights on her father and her mother. When she is old enough, she is a sister. She is having rights on her brother. When she is married, she is a wife. And she has full rights on her husband. When she is old, she is a mother. And she has full rights on her children. So she doesn't have to do all of these things. What you are doing now is wrong. She said, Wallah, you are a queen. I wish I was in your country. I hope this woman will accept Islam, inshallah, soon. Because this story is still on, not finished yet. So put in mind that what stops these Kafirin from accepting Islam is the mass media and the weakness of Muslims. If we really Muslims could have the capability of showing people the true Islam in the, the social side, in the political side, in the financial side, people will accept Islam. But it's only our mistake. We are the people who are destroying Islam. Did, did they get the golden uh, choice? <laughs> Muslims, first of all, they need to purify themselves. They are not uh, good enough for it. Yeah, it's not only this chance. There's so many chances. Yeah, one book, subhanAllah, I remember one book was translated. It was it's talking about the yeah, justice on the social life of Islam. When it, was, when it was translated to so many languages, so many people accepted Islam because of it. One book. Where are the Muslims? Can they translate books like this and show the Kafirin? Yani, 
what are we really doing? We are destroying the image of Islam. When people hear about Islam, Allah, this is fantastic deen, Yashah. They come to see us, Muslims, who are practicing Islam. They say, Khalwal. They say, if this Islam was good enough, why did you leave it? Why did you practice it in your life? Because it's no good. Not Islam. So we are the reason that people want to accept Islam. Because we are not really practicing Islam truly. If we do it in ourselves, in our families, in our neighborhood, we work for it, we live for it. Not for anything else. Our risk is coming. Work for it, no problem. Yes, it's coming to you, but you should be busy only with practicing Islam in your life. Worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then you will see how much. Yani subhanallah, if you see one, one person, he was a security person in one of these hospitals. 3,000 person accepted Islam because of him. He was only a security. He was sitting on the, in the cage and he was just moving with his stick for cars to go on. But before he moves it, he brings one bamblet, one tape and gives it to the cavalry. Doctors, uh, nurses and so on. He speaks no English, no other language. 3,000 people accepted Islam because of him. An old man, so the old man, he doesn't read or write. He had a, a case like this, a big one. And he put all sorts of pamphlets and, and uh, tape. Whenever he goes to a gas station, that's that. Sadiq, that's He looks and he sees his language. He doesn't know if this is Bangladeshi or Indian or American. Why? He doesn't know. So he sees it. Okay, this is my language. He takes. Oh, this is my language. He takes. And so many people have to understand because of him. These people have the eagerness of spreading Islam. These people have the eagerness of satisfying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where are we? Where are we? We are too busy to think of this. We are too busy. My children, my home, my sleeping time, my food, my parties, my friends, my colleagues, my family. When I am free, when I am free, I will talk about Islam. MashaAllah. Then Islam will be spread. Jazakumullah khair. Subhanakallahumma khair. Jazakumullah khair for listening.